You are now tuned into All Bets In with my guys. My guys, my guys, my guys, my guys sports. A man with the dream Yo yo. What's up everybody? Welcome to All Bets In. With my guy Sports, I'm B Spurl, Spurl Online, and I'm here with Moneyline Rich Will. Rich what's Will, on, what's happening with you? Very much, bro. We out here another week, uh, trying out here and get, and trying to get the casino money. Ain't trying to do it week to week, right? Man, it was some uh, um, came on last show and talked about you know how uh, we're getting later into the season i mean we in week eight you know almost uh almost halfway through the regular season so it's it's going by pretty quick um getting information on teams as time goes and you know and as time goes too, the lines start to get sharper um so definitely want to proceed with caution from uh week to week because you know as more information the more book uh the book gathers you know um it gets a little bit more difficult as you go. So, you know, it's uh, time to be real selective. And, uh, you know, last uh, last week was one of those, even though there was still plenty of, plenty of some, uh, plenty of gems out there, man. There was a, um, there was a couple out there that was uh, probably not the best looks, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, anyway, just a recap on, you know, kind of about week seven, was there anything that you saw that, stood out to you anything that you learned uh in particular yeah i just missed out on a lot of games um like i said this game we're really transparent you know it, it, getting that bankroll a little bit higher allows us to be able to you know bet games that you you know not had to be involved in a lot of games there was a couple lines that you just knew was gonna hit and you know for instance the giants game was to me i just i blew that and then the cincinnati Bengals we game we talked about uh, even on the show, like, it was just games that I was more confident in. And I should have just took them, even the overhit on that game and the cover. So there's a lot of games, I would say, a lot of, a lot of misses. The things that stood out to me is, like, Vegas starting to get tricky. Like, there's more betting around the world than it ever has been. So lines are, the lines are sometimes sharp. And then we noticed so many blowouts. Like I said, it, it, Vegas had reported that, there or no, NFL had reported that there was more blowouts in the last three or four weeks than it has been the entire history of football like during the same weekend so it's like at some point you know something, something's going wrong you know so we gotta um we gotta put that put that in different perspective and no i completely agree um just one of those weeks where it's like uh it, you really gotta hone down on um you know uh which 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 games are um you know really your best games really rank your games because um, even this week, um, you know, I broke even. I lost my pick on the, you know, the My Guy Sports page. Um, I went two and one on the Spurl Online, but I look back at, uh, you know, the Eagles pick. That was probably one. Um, even though, I, you know, I felt I executed at a good time. I got it, you know, when it was uh, still three, was able to get up to 10. And, you know, the next morning that line started just coming down. And, um, Game, game end up going a totally different way. So 
I look at back at that one for sure. Like uh, that's that's one uh, um, I probably uh, could have executed better. Um, just thinking, even uh, like I had my first play on the, uh, um, and we we're taping on a um, Friday, so I think last time we were taping on like a Thursday night. So you know we uh, Thursday game had already went on. So I did have one play on Denver plus ten, and then New England at minus uh, minus a half a point. So that one that one cash. But instead of the Eagles, I could have just had the New England Patriots again. I mean that was the easiest one. I think we were even talking um, about it before how you know going into those one o'clock games, I was like thinking like man, I should be done already. I shouldn't even have to be waiting on all this the, Eagles all the game. Way <laughs> All the way done. Yeah, it's too much to be waiting on money. And too much. So, um, you know, just missed that one. Just simply asking myself, who do I trust more? You know, this Eagles game, Eagles team or Bill Belichick against the Jets. So could have made that one a uh, lot, lot simpler. But, um, you know, like I mentioned, kind of canceled out. So, you know, no, didn't have to suffer any like real losses, but um, just missed the opportunity to really profit um in the nfl this past week so um but you know that's uh that's kind of part of it you know you just take those and and just move forward and you know uh luckily you was able to uh kind of kind of pick that up as far as with uh with one of those teasers going through to you know at least give us one w on the board that week for nfl so um but yeah, that was uh, I'm kind of with you on that too. Uh, missed opportunities, like I mentioned, New England. I should have threw that one on another teaser. Um, Bengals um, to cover, um, and even the Bengals, uh, Baltimore over, starting to get a little better with the in play. And at one point at halftime, that total was at um, 43, so it was uh, uh, had a good opportunity to buy on the over and uh, would have cash that in the third quarter. I, I just didn't Definitely. pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so those are two uh, I feel like I really, really missed out on. Um, as far as what I learned, um, I will go back, and I think I mentioned it uh, a couple games into the season. Um, I was definitely wrong on, Was on the Washington football team. Um, as far as my preseason thoughts, uh, this team is just – this is not really good. Um, and they got a lot going on off the field as well. So um, just going a totally opposite way than I thought before. Um, and then Cincy, you know, big time upgrade. I'm slowly uh, – I'm, I'm in my power rank is I'm a little slower to upgrade um, than I am um, than probably most people just because, you know, I don't want to overreact. But, you know, they definitely moved up my power rankings and – you know, they, they got a chance to win the AFC North, which I don't think anybody, you know, predicted was going to happen. So big shout out to Cincy, man. They've been playing good football um, and they got a winning, you can tell they starting to build a, a winning culture over there. And it starts with the quarterback um, on the field. You can tell they, they really taken into that. Um, what's some things that you, you know, anything that you learned, any shout outs you got for any particular team or player? No, mm, yeah, I had a pretty bland weekend. I didn't really have a lot of shout outs to the team. I'm more disappointed Lamar Jackson. Didn't pull pull through a lot of games. Uh Sam Darnold as well. So a couple a couple of things I noticed about them that, that he's just not 
maybe not a good quarterback. You know, this time for he has all the intangibles, but it seems like mentally he's not uh, he's he can't handle. And it's a pro style offense, so he has an excuse now. You know, he just he has weapons around him. They got running backs. I mean, even if McCaffrey's out, their rookie is pretty solid. There's weapons all around, so I would just expect better play from what we're seeing from him. So that's about it. Nothing, other, nothing other than that. And then shout out to the Colts for down a hot streak. At that too. Um, like I said, I've always been a big fan of Carson Wentz. I'm glad to see him finally getting it, getting acclimated. He ain't had no preseason, ain't practice with receivers, nothing like that. I would expect him to be active for another receiver in in a trade deadline. I'll look out for Brandon Cooks or Odell Beckham in that field. And then I'll, and they're they're a scary team as they continue to get healthy. Man, that's one I had on here was the Colts. Man, I think they've covered with four straight four straight games. Um, seen them definitely be getting into their stride. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. That was that was one of my one of my teams. Them the Bengals. Um, you know, Titans coming off a big, you know, underdog wins at home against two two good football teams, and even the Raiders, how they've responded. Um, you know, through through those few games that, um, you know, through their off the field um, distractions. I mean, they, they've came two straight games and played pretty good football. I mean, opponents probably weren't, weren't great. I mean, hindsight saying it's now about the Eagles, but, you know, um, I mean, I think they've responded, uh, responded well. The defense is still holding up. I mean, I think uh, just seeing pro football focus, like the top five and pass rushing and coverage graded. Um, Raiders team, so um, yeah, they were playing good football. So those are my four teams and um, players. Just shouting out the uh, well, shout out first Aaron Rodgers, man, and Packers. Uh, what a what a win last night on the road with missing all their players. Uh, so shout them out since we on a Friday and uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, they they just been uh, just been playing solid solid football. So. Uh, a big shout outs to the Bengals and what they're doing right now. Yeah, those are good ones. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into our week eight breakdown slate of games here. Uh, first game, we'll start off with the Dolphins at the Bills. Buffalo minus 14, total of 48 and a half. And this game opened Buffalo 13 and a half, total of 49 and a half. Um, both teams, uh, one team, Bills coming off a bye, and we got the Dolphins coming off a um, heartbreaking loss uh, with a lot two points right down to uh, to the Atlanta Falcons at home. Um, I'll go to you first, Moneyline. What's your, what's your first looks on this game? I like Buffalo on a blowout, uh, catch a weak team. Initially, I was like, uh, you know, Dolphins can compete, but I've watched. I'd probably watch the Dolphins. I probably watch the Dolphins more on uh, this year than I have any other team because I've had them on. I had the Patriots the first week one when they lost against the Dolphins. Um, I had the Dolphins uh, against the Colts, so I've got a chance to watch the Dolphins a lot. And this team is just Xavier Howard doesn't want to be there. I, I I'd be a nine. I'd be two percent sure that he, he's on that team after November second. They're probably filled calls for him right now and I'd be surprised if he even plays this weekend. Um he doesn't look engaged, don't want to be there even if they convert his money. He wants a long term deal and he's not getting it. So you could tell he's frustrated. 
So I, I would say that's a big thing. Um, I would expect them uh, to uh, – I like to, I like Tua to, to move the ball around. Very good at moving the ball around, but he turns the ball over a lot, fumbles a lot, and he takes a lot of risks as a quarterback. And this Buffalo team just came off of a loss where the game they really should have won. And I would expect them to come out and, 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 and wreak havoc on on the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm uh I'm 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 with you on that one. I think it's a horrible spot for the uh for the Dolphins. Um, you know, maybe if they win that game against the Falcons, you know, you got some good momentum coming in. Um, you know, you feel good. You know, I didn't think they play awful, but you know, um it just they didn't play good enough to win. A few too many mistakes, gave away too many big plays to the Falcons and um um, now they're coming um, into this game and they get a, like you said, a my uh, Buffalo team off a loss, off a bye and, you know, a division game. Um, and they, they seem to, they seem to like um, trying to beat um, teams within division by margin. Um, we've seen Belichick do that versus the Jets. You know, anytime he got a chance to really hang it on the Jets, you know, they always do. Um, they seem to always do. And then, you know, in this matchup, Buffalo has tried to do this to Miami every single time. Um, Buffalo has an average of 13-point uh, margin of victory last 10 games versus Miami. 0-6 um, uh, Miami is straight up last six games versus Baltimore. And Miami's 3-6 and six against the spread last nine games versus Buffalo. Um and you get a team with Miami who has the worst, um, worst graded by PFF uh, pass blocking. Um, so even, you know, in a department where, you know, Buffalo hasn't been the strongest at, now they get a team that they're familiar with that can't protect the quarterback. Um, and they're also graded, you know, top five in coverage as well. So, you know, I see this as a, this is just a bad spot for Miami. I, I got this one uh, early in the week. I uh, got it at a, teaser I took it from um 13 and a half down to six and a half below the no, below the touchdown um I just I just feel this uh this is a spot where um you get arrested team and, and not to mention the Dolphins coming off of they'd elected not to take a bye after their London trip so you know um definitely also could be some fatigue coming in there um as well so um I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Bills win this game by three touchdowns or so. I'm just taking the one touchdown, but definitely like the Bills in this spot. Yeah, I'm in great offensive lines. is absolute fucking trash. <laughs> trash. Yeah, Atlanta yeah. Falcons were in the backfield. I felt like every other drive, they're in the goddamn backfield. And I was like, damn. Like, they can't run the ball, so, at all. Can't, can't run the ball. So. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a tough spot. Even just in the game, uh, you you know, you talked about, you know, maybe uh, you know, Xavier Howard looking, um, you know, not uh, not engaged, and you know, it was one play they gave up towards the end of the game. I can't remember who who caught the touchdown pass, but uh, it looked like it was um, like they were playing a deep zone coverage and um. They were waving a receiver off to the safety, and you could just tell it was just no communication, no trust, and uh, 
you know, fall, they're just kind of falling apart. And not to mention you got the off the field rumors about the quarterback possibly getting traded. And, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this just a, a blow off spot here um, um, for the, uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, that's what I'm on in this game. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I could see this ticking up to, um, what's it, 14. I could see it getting over to 14, uh, you know, before kickoff. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets up to 15 and a half, just like one of the other big, big favorite, uh, big favorite spreads that we got on the board here in the Rams and, and Texans. So I could see that happening. Um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in full grants with you there. You got anything else on that game? No, I'm pretty clean on that game. All right, gotcha. So next game we got we got the Niners at the Bears. Niners favorite four total thirty nine and a half. This game opened at um, San Francisco minus three and a half with a total of forty. So seeing a little, seeing the total come down a little bit. It actually went down and went back up to forty, and I think it's back down to thirty nine and a half. Um, you get the Niners coming off a uh, ugly. Um, was that Sunday night or Monday? Monday night to the Colts. Sunday night, I think, huh? Sunday night to the Col- uh, to Sunday, the Colts. Sunday, yeah, Sunday. yeah, Sunday night in the rain. Ugly Colts. game, other weather game. Yeah, ugly one in the rain. They they take a loss. Uh, take a loss at home there, and then you also had the Bears, who uh went to Tampa Bay, and um, you know, I don't I don't think they ever uh, turned the on switch on uh, that. Uh, Tampa Bay pretty much covered that game in the first quarter, so it was a uh, it was a quick blowout. Um, which one of those ones? You know, it's uh, I think t- in just a side point, you know, um, as we see a lot of these totals, I mean, not totals, these spreads kind of you know move up to the higher range. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because and I'm one of them. I always think in the NFL, man, I don't want to take you know, these big favorites, but, um, you know, actually these big favorites have been been cashing more often than not. And, uh, you know, I think it's just one of those Straight times. cashing. <laughs> yeah, they've been cashing. It's one of those Came, times. It's not, not big enough. Different. Not big enough, <laughs> man. One is not big enough. Rams, Bucks have been pretty much covering everything, everything on the bed, man. Just, <laughs> it ain't even fair. Man, so it's one of those things where I'm looking. I'm like, okay, maybe I maybe it's not a bad thing to start looking towards these towards these big favorites. I mean, even the Texans last week, not the Texans, the Cardinals last week against the Texans, that 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 spray got up to twenty, and they still covered. No, no problem at all. Still covered the spread. I think Buffalo was favored like seventeen a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, they won like forty to zero. You know, so. Um, you know, that's something I may start looking towards is these big favorites. Cause I mean, you, if you had the bucks last week, you didn't even sweat. I mean, it was over, um, pretty much uh, right after kickoff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, but back towards the game, what, uh, what was your first thoughts or looks on this game? It's weird though, because in my mind, the 49ers to me should be the team that's favored, but I actually like the Bears' points. Nagy's not going to coach. It says game time decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what San Francisco could do with the offense against Chicago. I mean, that offense line in, in Fort Knox has not been great. 
Uh, Garoppolo is not healthy. <laughs> they don't even have a healthy quarterback on the roster. And they don't have any receivers. And you beat the Bears through the air. They can't do that. And they really can't run the ball against Chicago either. Mm-hmm. So something's got to give. And then on the flip side, okay, the D-line is great in Frisco, but Chicago O-line hasn't been really, really horrendous. It's been – and Justin Fields, I think, makes a lot of them sacks possible with his moving around and yada, yada, yada. And But he's due for a good game. And they got Allen Robinson. They don't have anybody on San Francisco 49ers that can cover him. And it just looks like a spot where the Bears are going to money line them. Man. I wouldn't be surprised. The 49ers are not – a Announcement: The 49ers are not a good football team, so this is not the 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 Robert Saleh defensive 49ers. This is the 2021 49ers, and they're trash. No, Kerry Kittle might even come back this year. Or George Kittle might even come back. He's done. Why? He shouldn't even play. I wouldn't play if I was him. They're not going to do anything. They don't have a true running back. Um, they don't have any receivers that they trade for Odell. It, it's pretty bad. They're not look. They're not good. They they don't. Like, we you talked about this as a while ago. Their offense, they don't have any stars on the offense. No. no. So it's kind of difficult for me to commit to a team that's not good at, at anything. <laughs> uh, man, and 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 like you said, they depend on running the fo- scheming so they can run the football. Yeah, you can't scheme against Chicago. No, nah, yeah. that defense is solid. They got animals animals in the front two layers of their defense and one animal on the third level. There ain't really much you can do to them. Man. So Man. to me, uh I don't know, that's not that's not good uh that's not good mojo for uh the Niners. And people like the Niners because to me it, here's the narrative part for me. Chicago gets they shit thumped by the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. They go back home. The Niners probably should have beat the Colts, but they didn't. And we out here on at a four, right? Because both teams are trash. So basically, if they're on a neutral field, the Niners would be one point better. Do we really believe that the Niners are one point better than the Bears? I fucking don't. I don't at all. Uh, I, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, it would be a, it'd be a toss up. You fucking know, pick them. <laughs> and, I'd be, and I'd be tempted to put Chicago at minus two. So I'm really surprised this line is where it's at. Hey, you you know how I feel about four, <laughs> four points, and, and I'm probably going to start changing a little bit of my strategy because I feel like that's a four point four and a half point favorites tend to get money line, like even last week, or they or they tend to don't cover, you know, and it hey, and it tends to happen every week when you see that four, you know, that four points. Like you go back last week, Chiefs favorite four points, they get rolled money line saints favor four points they don't cover niners favor four points they get money line <laughs> like that four is just a, a number where i never want to look to bet a favorite because it just feels like it a four tosses four and five tosses you like in no man's land it's like yeah no <laughs> i feel like you 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 can cover a field goal but you can't cover a touchdown it's like all right well that's not really telling me much. So I'm I'm kind of with you. I feel like this is one of those games where people will go and bet the Niners just because they feel like the Niners have to win. 
you know, have to win. Yeah, and not realizing that they're fucking trash. That they're not good. (laughs) No. Yeah. And and that's what uh that that's what that's what bothers me about this game. Uh, as far as if I was taking a side. Um the play on this game that stood out to me, even I was looking at it from last week, was the under. Um, I think both teams will probably have uh, some trouble consistently putting the ball in the end zone because they they've continuously had all have all year. Um, but uh, more so the first half under is what I'm looking at. First half under 20. I actually uh actually went ahead and locked in a uh, a play on that one. Okay. Um, I think the Chicago Bears have been under um, that number at home every every game this year so far, um, and they're just they're just not scoring. And I think uh, and the Niners haven't been scoring, so I think you'll get a you know a game where two teams will start off you know ugly and competitive. Um, and I like uh, I like under that number for the first half. So that's that's my play on this game. Yeah, I agree. I don't know nothing else to that one. Yeah, so let's uh, – so, oh, another another stat as far as the the uh, support of the under. Last three games, uh, both of these teams combined have averaged 14 points uh, per game in the first half. So um, just trending to not really scoring much uh, early in the games. Yeah, so that's uh, and Chicago six and zero to the under last six games, so they they're trending that way that way consistently. Even in a game last week uh, against the Bucks, where Bucks have no secondary and they score a lot, and it still went under the total uh, under the total in that game. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on this one. You got anything else? No, nothing else. Okay, cool. Next game we got here, Steelers at the Browns. We got Cleveland minus four, total of 42. This one opened Cleveland minus three, total of 43 and a half. So we've seen some, some buy money on the Cleveland side and a little bit of a um, drop here on the total down to 42. Um, this, is, uh, this is one of those uh, in-division rematches uh we remember what happened last year um browns went into pittsburgh and sent the steelers home um without any of their coaches and probably about a quarter of their players missing there in the postseason um almost questioned if that was going to be the end of uh the pittsburgh steelers uh offensive core uh, but they got the got the guys back together um, and they're going at it again. Uh, Steelers coming off a bye week after they uh, beat the the Seahawks by three points, and the Browns coming off extended uh, uh, extended somewhat of a little bit of a bye week. They played last Thursday uh, against the Broncos at home, where they um, they ended a uh, with a seventeen fourteen win um, against the Broncos. There, um, I know we kind of. A uh, little bit briefly back and forth, kind of talked about this game and in our initial looks. But uh, what, what were you thinking on this game as of today? I mean, I like the Steelers in this game. Um, I think the Bears are in a spot. I don't like when 
I think they like Case Keenum as a quarterback. The Browns, I think they'll come out and fight. But um, he didn't face a lot of pressure, you know, against the Denver Broncos because, you know, Denver Broncos has been really, you know, their, their, their team is also on a downward spiral. But this Pittsburgh still team, I think, is gaining confidence. They're in the right spot. Mike Tomlin wants to probably show they show they ask that, you know, they can really win and they're good. And that's just – I think it's going to be – I, I just like the Steelers game. I don't think – I don't like the spot that Cleveland's in. They're injured. They're banged up. No running back. So maybe one player, the one doesn't, not sure. But that's just not a good spot for a team who's who's creeping. They're really creeping on the low. And I, and I foresee them – being a team that's going to challenge Baltimore, also Cincinnati, for a division title as, as, the, as the end of the season goes on. Claypool's going to play. He's upgraded to active. So that's that. Don't be surprised. They don't make a move for receiver in a deadline. They're just – they're they're at, still really one piece away from being dominant, honestly. If they had another receiver, big, nice receiver or a deep receiver, Odell Beckham, something like that, that would be really good for them because, you know, Big Ben will throw the shots. They don't have the personnel for it right now. No, or, or the uh, or the protection, or the protection. But yeah. if you got if you got receivers like Odell and Claypool out there, and Eric Ebron is your and a running back. You're only protecting Aaron Rodgers doing many years at certain times when he didn't have protection because he was injured. Or I've seen you see many quarterbacks. You know, when they go out there and throw, you can throw it fast. Or there's more. You can't send any blitzes because if you do blitz and, and Ben gets three to four seconds, and you got these quarterbacks one on one. With no safety help, then it becomes a little bit harder to to blitz when you got monsters on the end. That's why nobody blitzed Tom Brady. Impossible. Man. No, it is tough, especially if you don't get to him. If you don't get to him, it's a wrap. So, yeah, I, I lean uh, Pittsburgh points. I mean, if I'm greedy, I'm taking the money on them. Yeah. No, the the movement on this, uh, I, I, I would say it made more sense at Cleveland three, so this this going up to four. Um, I'm kind of, which I don't have any play on this one, but yeah, I would lean more towards the Steelers. Um, we know the Browns want to run the football, um, and that's that's what they're going to depend on. The Steelers are third ranked uh, rush defense according to Pro Football Focus, so you know I think they're going to make it tough on Cleveland um, to be able to consistently move the ball. So. I think the Steelers' defense alone keeps them in the game uh, long enough for, you know, them to make a few plays against this Browns team. Um, the only thing that bothers me about the Steelers is just the uh, – I think the biggest battle is going to be the Steelers' O-line versus the Browns' D-line, you know, and who who can sustain a win in those um, – in the trenches there because – if they can't give uh, being consistent pressure, uh, consistent uh, protection, and you know, um, you know, he throws an errant pass here and there or fumbled, and you know, it changes the scope of the game. But you know, I I I just think the Steelers' defense would just be able to be good enough coming off a coming off a bye week. I mean, the Browns got a little bit extended rest, but coming off a bye week, so two weeks to prepare for a division opponent. And, uh, you know, a chance to to really um, make their way back into this AFC North uh, division division run. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Steelers got a, a chance to kind of sneak up in that division. And, um, I'm not sure if the Browns are, are good enough yet to cover more than a touchdown against the Steelers team. And, you know, it's creeped up to that number four. So 
Um, you know, I wouldn't even uh, wouldn't even be mad if somebody wanted to six point teaser move uh, the Browns uh, move the Steelers up to ten. You know, because I don't know if this is a game Cleveland can win by margin unless it just goes, unless uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger just gives them. You know, it just gives them a lot of extra possessions, you know, and the defense gets wear, worn down or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you on there. I know, like I said, no play, but I lean towards the Steelers uh, and uh, lean towards the Steelers getting a, getting the four points in this in this situation. Uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I, I'm on the same page in that. Not a good spot for the Browns. And like I said, I, I'm starting to realize that, you know, Vegas plays on a lot of emotion. Obviously, it's their job. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. But I watched them play on, you know, the small stuff. Like, yeah, there's no way, no way right now that Case King should be able to go in there and, and beat the Steelers when they can't run the ball. And, you know, Jarvis Sanders is going to play. That's huge. But, you know, they just don't have no continuity. They got a lot of talent, but they don't have identity. And, you know, and I just don't like a team that's still trying to figure out who they are, you know, because that means when things get rough, you don't have a direction. Green Bay, a perfect example, Green Bay, like I said, they know who they are. They're a pass-first team. They I, they rushed the ball. They ran the ball down Cardinals' throats, but they still threw the ball. They still was going to throw it no matter what. They have an identity. They know what they want to do and how they want to do it. So when things get rough like they did, you know, no receivers out, I would just run the ball, play a little play action our business and, and go from there but it's difficult when you don't have identity when you got a new quarterback in here who's who parlayed a 60 million dollar contract after land of taking minnesota to the nfc championship so they just got some weird stuff going and baker's pressing the play because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to not you know because he know this after this job's over nobody else is gonna take him he'll be a backup for somebody next year competing unless he go to cleveland i mean let's go to houston other than that you know he's backup <laughs> man yeah, he, he got to fight to stay on the field because he's fighting for an extension right now. So, you know, you can't get an extension. You're on the sideline. You can't put the, uh, the performances to vouch for yourself. But, yeah, nope. no, I'm with you. No, this is a, it's a tough physical football team, the Steelers. Um, and uh, just, just, not a, just not a great spot for the Browns right here. Not but, at all. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You got a – Got any other thoughts on this game? No, I'm good on that one. All right, got you. Next game we got here, we got the Titans at the Colts. Colts favorite, uh, now favorite two and a half, total at 51. And this game open on the other side, Tennessee open favorite one, total of 49. So we've seen some over money and some buy money on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Titans coming off of those two big, um, home wins against uh, against two good teams, the Bills and the Chiefs, as underdogs, covered and won outright both games. Put put a real uh, whooping on the Chiefs at home, um, and the Colts coming off of a big road win, primetime football against the San Francisco 49ers. So playing good football, um, and like I mentioned, you know, four and zero. Uh, last four games against the spread. So market hasn't really caught up to them as far as uh, where they were and where they are today. So, you know, um, times like that is when you tend to have value. But Tennessee also could be a little under uh, underpriced because they were underdogs in two games and came away with outright wins. So um, 
I know this game, the line is kind of bounced all over the place. We kind of talked about it briefly, but, um, you know, as of now, what are, what are your kind of looks on this game? I really don't have a high look on this game at all, honestly. Um, it looks – I was really banging towards the Colts, but it just, with Julio out, you know, I would say the under, if anything. Um, I don't – you know, i just trying to figure out – you know, the team is hot, they hot. And that's that's what makes me not want to bet the Titans because the, the Colts are the only team probably equipped because they're big enough up front and they got Darius Leonard enough to – I would say stop them or or compete with them. Um, I think the Titans are definitely missing, you know, I think it was a General Smith and went to the Patriots. They're missing him, his presence big time. Um, but no Julio out, Julio out, the game will probably shrink a lot of King Henry. But let's not let's talk about the Titans defense. They've been hitting quarterbacks like crazy, physically roughing them up. And I don't think we've ever seen this from the Titans before like this, or it's been a while. But they're they're physic they're physically imposing on teams, and usually they're the team that's getting punked, you know, on, on the defensive end. So I think if they get the rough Carson Wentz up enough, it'll slow the game down. But I don't. I I'd originally liked the Colts. The two and a half number is strange. I, mean, I think it'd probably go to three. But uh, I, people are rolling with a hotter what they feel like is a hotter team that's getting stronger with Wentz in them. But also, you know, Carson Wentz and then they haven't played a they haven't played a running back like this, obviously. And a team that's going to run the ball. They don't care if you got 12 in the box. They're going to run it. And can that defense hold up throughout the game? Probably. But, you know, not enough to score a lot of points on either side. Yeah, I, I would think that the Titans will probably want to shrink this game down. Uh, um, you know, uh, shorten the game a little bit for sure. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I, I, when it first came out um, – just because this matchup has been one that the that the Colts have just dominated. I mean, um, the Colts, uh, the Tennessee is five and fifteen straight up last twenty games versus the Colts, uh, six and fourteen against the spread last twenty games against the Colts. Um, just just a matchup that just hasn't really fared well for them. Um, in the past. So to see them come out as favorites uh, automatically uh, signal uh, a chance to buy on the Colts and it kind of really it moved really quick. Um, but now as it's moving towards Colts two and a half, Colts three, um, you know, now I'm not inclined to like the Colts, uh, Colts anymore because that's just uh, that's just too much of a flip. I'm not saying I thought it was incorrect, but I think both of these teams are near even football teams to get give Titans a slight edge, um, but yeah, this is a this is probably going to be a close game um, for the majority of it. I, I don't see any team really being able to pull away from the other side, um, so I wouldn't even be mad if somebody wanted to play the Titans, you know, on a teaser, um, teasing it up through eight and a half, um, you know, so it. I, I kind of like the Colts, but, you know, this is just a spot where it's, uh, Titans are playing well. Uh, no Julio, but, um, you know, if, uh, if they can't stop Colts, uh, Titans from running the football, then, yeah, it, it'll be a tough game. I will say this Tennessee defense hasn't seen a um, – hasn't seen a offense uh, like this the past two games. I mean, they played yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo is a good offense, but – they're more of an explosive 
type of offense. They want to really kind of try to hit you downfield. And uh, the Chiefs are pretty much similar. But now you get a more methodical play caller in Frank Reich, and they're going to hit you with screens. You know, they're going to come up with these different type of runs with these counters and traps. And, you know, he's really good at mixing it up and keeping you off balance. So I think that might that could cause Tennessee's defense some problems because it's just a different look um, in the offense of the other team is is familiar with how they want to defend. So, um, you know, that definitely might cause them a little bit some problems. A little more, a little more friction. I agree. And uh, the Colts are number four in rush defense per uh, per football focus. So good team against the run. Uh, how you have to attack the Colts is you got to pass on them. You got to really challenge their corners. Uh, they the secondary is not not fast. So not fast. Yeah. So you know it's uh, just a matter of can Tennessee exploit that um, with Julio? I think possibly with only AJ Brown. You know, they might have some trouble, especially if they don't get the run game going. So um, I'm leaning I'm leaning towards the Colts. Uh, I got them on a short list of here, uh, you know, just a few of my games that I may look to play. Um, I got the Colts money line on on that list. So we'll see how strong they are through the through the week. I'm not even sure if I make any other plays outside of the one teaser I have. Um, yeah. But, but that is the one play, one play that's on a short list for me is the Colts money line. So I'm leaning that way. So we'll we'll see as we get closer to closer to Sunday morning. I agree. I don't have anything else on that one either. Yeah. And uh, just another note, uh, just as far as on the Colts side, there's urgency in this game for the Colts. Um, they lost this matchup last time. So if they if they lose this one. Um, they pretty much uh, shut the door on having a chance to go to the playoffs because um, they won't be able to probably won't be able to win the division and the rest of the uh, standings uh, in that conference. Uh, you got some teams with some fairly good records. Um, I mean, I, I guess they're not too far away, so they might may have a chance to sneak into a into a uh, into a wild card, but. You know, right now you got AFC's not good. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati <laughs> is really leading a division with tie with the Raiders and Tennessee and Baltimore at five and two. So, you know, they That's may a long have season. Yeah, they may have a slight chance, but you know, if you go down three and five and Cincinnati's playing the Jets, you know, um Buffalo's playing Miami. So, you know, you got some teams that could extend leads on you. So you know, I think this game has a lot more significance for the Colts than it does Tennessee because if Tennessee loses, I mean, they're five and three, but they're still top six um, in, the, in, the, in the whole conference, and they'll still be uh, with an upper hand on being able to win the division. So, um, you know, there may be a little bit more sense of urgency for the Colts in this game than the Titans, just, just kind of based off that. But um, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, tough game, bro. All right. Next game we got here, we got the Rams at the Texans. Rams favorite 16, total of 46 and a half. And this open with the Rams uh, favorite 14 and a half, total of 46. So definitely steamed on the Rams side. Uh, total really hasn't moved much. 
Rams coming off a game where they got a little bit of a scare from the feisty Lions to start the game off with an onside kick, mixed it in with a couple of fake punts. So they really threw the kitchen sink at the Rams and, um, you know, it, 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 it bodies bo- uh, bowled them some time in the first half, but the Rams eventually, um, you know, got it together. They didn't cover cover that spread. It was a big spread. They didn't cover it, but they ended up getting the win. Uh, and Texans coming off a game where they just uh, put up a baseball score number. I think they had like five points, uh, but uh, got whooped on by a Cardinals team that I don't even think was really trying to whoop them like that. Um, they're just – this Texas team just isn't really good defensively, offensively. Um, so they're just uh, they're just kind of kind of trending down even more than they were. And then uh, recent recent issue there, I guess they just they just traded the running back Ingram back to the Saints. Um, had some comments with receiver Cooks made on Twitter um, after that trade. So it didn't seem like he was too happy. So. Uh, the the bad Texans could be getting worse, especially if they lose the locker room. Um, but um, big spread here. We talked about big spreads. Uh, well, what's your what's your thoughts on this game? You know, I just like a blowout. Uh, not a lot of information on this. It. Not it's a good team versus a bad team, or I would say a good team, a team that wants to win a Super Bowl versus a very bad team. Don't think it should be really too much riff in it. It should just get done. Should be a fairly easy game for them to cover. First half might be even good too, but the, the number the number will probably hit seventeen, almost eighteen, maybe seventeen and a half by Sunday. Now the Texans can't do anything to run. They can't run the ball against the Rams. Oh. So you're basically gonna say you're gonna take this this Mills quarterback and have him beat out Jalen Ramsey in that secondary, which is a vulnerable piece to them. But then on the turnaround, you gotta stop them from scoring. And the Rams right now they're clicking. That game was a trap game anyway between the lines and that, you know, a lot of emotion involved on both sides. You are you, you never figure you never never really know about the emotional uh impact of a game, but that was all expected. Jared Goff probably should have won that game, but he gave him all he had and I, I and that was the probably the most unexpected thing to happen. But this is this is no emotion implicated on this. And because they gave up that cover last week, I expect them to cover themselves this week. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm with you on that one. Um like I said, I I'm not a fan of taking big spreads. Uh I was I was more inclined to take it at four and a half. We'll we'll see if I get there. Um I lean towards the Rams covering this number. Um I kind of actually like your comment on the first half too. Just because I think uh, you know, they got woke up last game. So I think they'll be ready. Uh they'll be on their P's and Q's to come out and just jump them this game. Um yeah, Texans, uh, uh, the Lions emptied their bullets last game, and I think it probably caught the Rams off guard. And, you know, after a wake-up like that, you know, I just – I'm not sure how motivated the Texans would be uh, coming back into this game. I mean, like you said, the matchups just don't favor the Texans. I mean, they're, uh, their best, at, best attack on offense is to run the ball. Rams are top three in – uh, and run defense, um, and then they that means they have to pass the ball, and they're bottom five in the pass offense. So yeah, that's, that's not good. <laughs> and uh, you know, trying to defend this 
this Rams team is going to be a nightmare. I mean, the Texans are 29th in pass coverage per football focus and 32nd in tackling. So they're going to have to cover and tackle in space against a Rams team that attacks you by through the air and makes you a tackle in the open field. That's just uh, that's just a recipe for just giving up about 35 points. So um I'm 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 leaning towards this uh towards taking the Rams uh first half and full game. Um might even look to throw it on a on a teaser. Uh it, it doesn't go through key numbers, so it's uh, that concerns me, but you know, um taking eight or taking nine versus taking sixteen is is a little a little bit more uh um palatable. I'll say I, I'd rather take that. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you on that, but uh, yeah, this this is a this is a blowout spot for the Rams. So I wouldn't be surprised if we look up and this game is like 30, 34 to three, 37 to 37 and seven, you know, some crazy score like that. So, um, yeah, they won by they, they won by by 20 21, like you say, anywhere from 15 to 21, they should win by. Yeah, I agree. Or I say I was saying anywhere between twenty. I was saying between 20. 18 and 21. Yeah, 18 yeah. and 21 I would say. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that. And I could even see kind of like you said, this line moving up to like 17 before before kickoff. Like I mean I agree. I, it, yeah, it's just it's a big blowout spot. I just couldn't, I just didn't pull the trigger earlier when it was at 14 and a half, but um but I, I still think they just they just mop them. Um, I, I is is um, I know they were talking about Tyrod Taylor. Did he get activated? Uh, I haven't seen anything about it, or it hasn't been news at least. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, if it's no and and Mills is playing, and yeah, for sure, um, I'll be a little. I, I'm I'm a little bit more hesitant if. Uh, if Taylor's playing, um, that's because they seemed a little bit better when he was on the field. But you know, yeah, if Mills is playing, it's it's, it's not a good spot for them at all. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You got anything else on this one? No, nothing on this game. Got you. All right. Next game we got here, we got the Patriots at the Chargers. Uh, Chargers favorite four and a half, total 49 and a half. And this, uh, this game opened uh, Chargers five and a half with a total of 48. Uh, Patriots are coming off a, a blowout win at home against the Jets, uh, where they put up 51 points, I believe. And the Chargers coming off a uh, bye week, so extended rest. But before going into their bye week, they uh, they uh, they got blown out in Baltimore. Uh, big blowout there. Um, last year, to note this, last year these two teams met, um, and the Patriots came to LA and beat the Chargers 45-0. Uh, just a complete um, complete blowout. So uh, they get the rematch in LA. Um, I, uh, in this game, I, I don't really have a betting, not much of a betting opinion. Um, it's weird because it's, it's a game where I can see the Patriots just finding a way to sneak them. And I can also see the yep. Chargers just blowing them out just because they just got weapons and, 
they just jump on the Patriots early and, you know, it just kind of get kind of get ugly from there. So um, it's a uh, it's kind of a kind of a weird game. Seen a lot of steam coming towards the uh, Patriots side. Um, and I, I I understand. I think they'll be able to run the ball. You know, the Chargers are the worst team in the league versus the run defensively. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a tough, tough one to call here. Well, how do you, how do you see this one, Moneyline? I got two sides. I, I like the, I like the under and the line tells me that the Patriots could possibly sneak in. Yeah. So I, I would take the point. I like the points. If it gets up to five, I really like the points a lot. Mm-hmm. And if it gets uh, if it gets up, because that four and a half, right? Four and a half, yeah. Yeah. So if it gets up to five and it flirts with that five, five and a half number, I, I would I would for sure like the Patriots. But I, I don't. Uh, Charger defense is not that good. And I feel like you can scheme enough to win, and not, not enough has been talked about. So you brought up the point about how good J.C. Jackson is. They have a good secondary. So, you know, they don't have a bruiser running back. So you got a quick running back. You know, Eckler is a quick running back, quick out there. But the Patriots are going to take away what you do best. So if, you, if they take away Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, can they win with Eckler and either receiver? Yeah, a tight end. And a tight end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, J.C. Jackson's gonna guard you one on one, and they, I think, they fine with that. Um, yeah, so I mean, it. This is it's a it's a it's a tough one. Uh, it's a tough one to pick a side. I could definitely see how if if I had to pick a side, you know, I I would I would take New England as well. I wouldn't feel comfortable laying uh, that many points with the Chargers, but. You know, it's just it's just one of those games where, you know, um, if the Patriots are playing, starting, they playing from behind, and, you know, it just could be a game that just uh, could get away from them. But it, it it's tough to really get away from a team if, you know, they can they can have success running the ball against you and keep your defense on the field, keep your offense off the field, and uh, you know the Patriots can do a you know they they will run the football, um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a side it's a game where I could see the Patriots doing enough to stay within the number, um, but you know you just Chargers coming off a bye with some extra preparation, you know if they come out with some juice, you know it could be a it could be a different game. So yeah, it's uh. It's a couple a couple of trends here. New England six and zero straight up and against the spread versus the Chargers in the last six games, and we already know that the Chargers uh, Chargers run defense last in the league, and um, and the Patriots coming off wins. But you know, one part about the Patriots that concerns me is their two wins are against the Jets and the Texans. You know, they played the quality definitely opponents. concerning. Yeah, they you know they beat bad teams, but you know against the good teams they they competed, you know, but they haven't haven't beat any good but good teams, and they also lost to the Dolphins this year. So it's you know it's uh it's kind of hard to judge you know who they are as of yet just because of 
you know, their schedule so far. Um, but, you know, every game they've been in the game except for Saints. That was the only game they got they got kind of blown out. Um, you know, Char- uh, Cowboys, that was an OT game. Um, you know, against the Bucks, that was a two-point loss. They had a chance, you know, chance to win. So, um, no, I could, I definitely can see you see the Patriots side there. Yeah, nothing else for me on that game. I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on, on those, on those findings. Got you. All right. Last game we got here, we got the Jags at the Seahawks. Seahawks favorite three and a half, total 44 and a half. And this this game opened uh, Seattle three and a half, total of 44. So not much movement. Um, And the Jags are coming off their first win. They're breaking a 20-game losing streak. Um, as they go to London and beat the Miami Dolphins uh, for their first win. Urban Meyer gets his first win. Uh, and the Seahawks coming off a Monday night loss to the New Orleans Saints, uh, lost by a field goal there. But they did cover uh, did cover the game. Um, two teams in totally different atmospheres, I will say. Uh, you get one team that's – typically a playoff team from year in, year out, and they are on the brink of rebuild. And you get a bad football team who hasn't really won, that just won their first game off a bye um, with maybe some confidence coming there in there on the road. Um, I'll tell you, the first thing, the first thing I looked at this line, and even back from last week, uh, it was – the line that stood out the most because it's been sitting at three and a half. The look ahead was three and a half. Um, and it just didn't, didn't make sense. And this was, I think the look ahead at the beginning of the season. Um, and that means with Russell Westbrook being, I said, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson being, um, you know, accounted for and, you know, he's not playing and Geno Smith is the backup and, this line is still three and a half. So, you know, that that goes – that says a lot right there um, as far as what, you know, what the book thinks about this matchup. And, um, you know, the first thing I thought here was um, as hard as it may seem to think, uh, the Jags, Jags probably beat them. Um, it's tough to see that, you know, just because, you know, Seattle's on the road, rookie quarterback, Urban Meyer, but – uh, some about this game just doesn't look look good for Seattle, and even though they've covered the past two games, you know there's a, there's a regression and there's a correction coming, and uh, you know that could be that could be against this Jags team. Um, what was your what was your thoughts on this game, man? Ohio State, <laughs> USC. <laughs> Versus the Ohio State is what I is what I look at this game as because Pete carried that. I remember being in LA watching Terrell Pryor come here. I think it was against Matt Liner, I think, or was it Sanchez? One of them. And I was in Southern California too. And I was actually watching, I was actually at USC campus uh watching the game. But you know, the atmosphere was crazy. But I, I don't remember which quarterback it was, but I remember Terrell Pryor being there. I remember 
you look at the teams, you know, Urban Meyer, you look at, and you look at Pete Carroll, you look at these teams, it's like, wow, like this is back, back again. You know, these two coaches are familiar with each other. I like it. Um, the Jags defense to me is, is underrated. Um, if they took any take from what this, what the, um, from what the, uh, the uh, Saints did, they're going to dominate. I just don't know if the Jazz can stop the run the way the Saints have. I don't think people give credit how good that Saints run defense is. It's kind of phenomenal almost. It's really, really good. And, um, yeah, so I, I would just fully expect the, uh, the, ja- the Jaguars to, um, to keep it close. But ultimately, I think Seattle sneaks them out. I can see a 2024 game. I originally liked the Jags thinking about it, but as more I spend time on it, I just don't know if they if the Jags really want to win. Ultimately, I think Gene Deion Smith is fine. I think they played a good game with the Saints. They really should have beat the Saints. I mean, if we we're just gonna look at the game that we watched, they really should have beat the Saints. They missed some field goals, weather a little bit of weather issues. You know, Geno played you know uh, played bad, but he had a couple of good moments. Can the Jaguars giving away cornerbacks guard them two receivers? I'm not sure. So I think there's there's a there's a touchdown late and a field goal that keeps it at four. I, I like the I like the uh the Seattle Seahawks 2024. Yeah. No, that's the one thing that, that would bother me about this game is the Jags are not really good against the pass. Um, um so that's how you have to have to how you have to attack them is is the Seattle pass attack with Geno Smith good enough to really exploit that this week is uh I guess is is what I'm what I'm uh what I'm wondering because if you know they haven't really been trying to pass the ball you know it seems like Pete Carroll is they're focused on establish the run establish the run so you know if they go in and try to think they're just gonna run the ball you know the Jacksonville is not bad against the run. Um, so then that's where that's when I'm not sure. Um, you know, it it I guess it it depends, comes down to the coaching. Now I can but I can see that because you know, Jacksonville coming off a bye, they won. Um, you know, they could feel good about themselves and come in here and not be ready to play and you know, mess around and and get beat, you know. Um, but what worries me about Seattle is they essentially they essentially got eliminated from the playoffs on Monday. I mean, there's in the NFC, there's really not much of a path for them to have a chance anymore. So I wonder if that if that hits if that hits home, you know, after a game like that, you know, they you look at the NFC, um, Green Bay, Arizona, Tampa Bay, the Rams, and Dallas all got one loss. That's five teams. And New Orleans with two losses and, you know, Seattle sitting third in their own division at two and five. So, you know, it's they don't have their quarterback no more. So, you know, they, they there's there's not much of a path for them to get to the playoffs. So, I, you know, I wonder if that sits in and, you know, they not as, um, you know, not as motivated against a team that, you know, they may think isn't that good or come in there and, you know, get stuck, you know, and get snuck. So, um, especially because it seems like that regime in Seattle is coming to an end, you know. Um, yeah, uh, it feels like it, it doesn't. Um, 
I don't know how many coaches are better than Pete Carroll, but they need a data say a different offensive system. I don't think they Pete Carroll reminds you of how he is with Mike Tomlin. They can't seem to find the right offense that works for them. Or is or is Russell Wilson really limited in what kind of offense he can run? One of those things are true. I think he plays off script a lot. So, you know, that may have uh that might be a little bit of um you know, miscommunication with whatever offense they want to run. But, you know, also seems like just Pete Carroll is just setting his ways about how he wants his offense to run because he's a defensive guy. So, you know, you know, his defensive coaches, yeah. they they want offensive philosophies that help their defense because his defense yeah. ain't really good. I mean, they played better the past few weeks, but they're, know, not, good. they're not that limited, good. Limited offenses. Limited limited so you know i think Pete carroll's a good coach he's had a long career but sometimes the game is you know game passes you by even his defensive philosophy it game seems to be doesn't doesn't fit anymore you know the past two three years they've been they've been bottom of the league bottom five and yards given up you know rushing yards passing yards like they just you know that system that you know he big cover three type of it doesn't it ain't been working no more people tend to be able to move the ball so um and surprisingly i didn't even know this but i looked at pro football focus the jags have the number one ranked rush offense in football i didn't even i didn't even know that didn't know either james (laughs) robinson shout out to james robinson james man and they was trying to get rid of my dude for a minute yeah he a monster too yeah, but run run offense, they're 90.1, top number one in the NFL. Um, so, you know, it, I don't know. I think the Jags can move the ball against them. That's the thing about it. I think uh, I don't think they'll have issues moving the ball against uh, against this team. Um, yeah, I don't think – I think that would be an easy task. I I'm with you on that. I don't foresee that being a challenge at all. Yeah, so – it's a it's a it's a questionable one. Uh, it's one you definitely uh, if you took the Jazz, you gotta hold hold your nose. But um, I'm just looking at the line. I see some see some value on that side. Um, I also thought about teasing the Jags up as well. Um, not sure if I've come come that far just because it's uh, you know try to just grade out your picks and take the best ones and. Not sure if that's the the best one on there, but it's one I'm definitely uh, I'm leaning towards. Uh, but uh, I definitely have that as one of the my upsets of the week is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Yeah, so we already we already kind of talked about those points on that game. Did you have any other other points on this one? No, not at all for me. Gotcha. So I'll kind of run down uh, just the uh, picks that I locked in and the picks that I'm looking at uh, for this week. Uh, if I decide to play those other ones, we'll see. Um, but I locked in Buffalo uh, minus six and a half and Cincinnati minus three on a teaser. Uh, and I locked in San Francisco and Chicago first half under 20. Um, and I'm leaning towards Denver money line. Uh, Rams uh, covering the 16, Jags uh, maybe plus the 10 or plus the three and a half, 
Um, we didn't talk about the Vikings game, but leaning towards the Vikings money line and leaning towards the Colts money line. And my two upsets of the week are the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Giants uh, against the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I haven't locked in anything yet. I'm, uh, I'm traveling, folks. So I'll be back in Vegas first thing in the morning. Um, uh, I'm most likely I'm going to lock in a teaser as I told you about, like the Rams tease. Um, and also like the, um, the ticket that I had put in. You can just text you which one I was going to take. Oh, yeah, here. Oh, Cincinnati has a tease down to shit, right? Hopefully by tomorrow it's not at 11 or 12, but hopefully get that at three and a half. Tease that with the Rams game. I like it. Uh, I think that's the only thing I'm going to play. Um, just give me my six, seven, six, seven hundred dollar ticket. I'm going to put down on that one just to get it back. I like both those games. And I, with a rookie quarterback, I don't think he can do anything against Cincinnati. They should blow them out fairly quick and fairly easy. Only thing noted is that often they run the same type of offense. So a little familiarity on each side for for the for the Jets, but Jets odds will be without Jameson Crowder. So I, I like those locked in. Upset of the week, I like Chicago Bears. I think they might line and I'm on the I'm on the line with you about the Jaguars. Upset alert, but I really like the Bears. I, I just think that game is misvalued 100. percent That's that's not a bad upset. It's it's one that nobody wants to put wants to play. So um, I'm, I'm pretty sure all the heavy money is going to be on Frisco in that game. Nobody's going to want to bet Chicago. And those are the ones where you find the value. So, you know, you might even get a four and a half come, come kick off. Sir. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's the breakdown. Uh, did you have anything on the Monday night game or the primetime Sunday night game? Any thoughts? Uh, I just like the Vikings in the game. Okay, like the Vikings. Okay. Um, yeah, that's one uh, with no deck. Um, I can only look towards the Vikings. Um, you know, tough betting against your team, but um, it'd be I, I think it'd be tough for Dallas to go in there and beat them without without Dak. Um, they haven't performed well with backup quarterback, so um, and that might be a game they just you know they just toss up. They started well so far, so they got one. Probably got one to burn. Um, and, yeah, the Monday night game, um, I don't know. I didn't really like the fact how they just already diagnosed, uh, you know, Mahomes had no concussion. Uh, he took a pretty brutal hit. Um, so, I, I don't – I'm not too sold about where Kansas City is at this point. Um, no – can't – can't uh, – uh, can't play defense and um, just turning the ball over, having trouble – consistently moving football. So um, I think a Giants team who play well as big underdogs can, you know, go on the road and make the game competitive. So um, that's my, that's yeah. my upset. I got, I got to ask you a question about this. Here's my thing. Yeah. If, the, if the Chiefs do not win, they got to go to Green Bay next week. Yeah. So I, I just don't know if there's a spot that they really can lose. I, I definitely like the upset alert, but – I, the fact that they rush him back so fast makes me think that, that they're they're going to win just because of that. Because I've never seen a quarterback get through concussion protocol that fast. They have to they have to win. They have to win because they're going to come to Green Bay. 
with that defense and Aaron Rodgers getting, I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers getting all his weapon back, weapons back in 10 days. He'll have Bakhtiari back. <laughs> um, they'll have Kelvin King back. They'll have uh, Al Lazar back. Devontae Adams will be back. Their whole squad's going to be back. And I'm not sure that's a spot that they can come out of going and play in Green Bay. They can't shoot it out with them because they can't stop the run. Matter of fact, they can't stop anything. No. So, so the Chiefs, so this is a must win for the Chiefs. Because they lose this week, they're definitely going to get stomped out in Green Bay. And then their season is over. Matter of fact, the season could be over already because the Raiders are already sneaking. The Raiders and Chargers have full steam. Yeah. So I I just would the Denver Broncos. I mean, that's the only team they probably could beat in that division right now. Yeah. So I, I just think that's the spot they just have to win. Yeah. I mean they I they they definitely should win. I mean they ten point favorites. Um, you know it's uh it's just it's just tough. He's taking sacks. He's taking hits. You know. And they just seem to be on the slide. You know they seem to be getting banged up. Kelsey looks be getting, you know, a little beat up. Hills a little beat up. They just kind of just quit playing last game. So, you know, I think they'll definitely come out and give you the give you the effort, you know, and, and play. First you know, half, they, maybe. Cool, yeah. First first half might not might not be a bad look if you like the if you like the Chiefs, you know. I know if they get down, you know, if they get up, you know, this uh, you know, with margin. You know they they'll still give up some yards, um, so yeah. I mean, first half might not be bad. Um, I just think it'd be kind of hard for them to for them to pull away. You know, they seem to just be off right now. But uh, no, you make a great point. You know, it's a game that you know if they trying to still, you know, make a real shot in the playoffs, they they got to win these games. So you know, it's definitely a very important game for them for sure. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um yeah, but those those are my thoughts on the uh on the primetime games. Um any uh any any other uh closing thoughts about the week eight slate? No, not at all. Justin Jefferson, anytime touchdown, over hundred yards. That's the only thing I got. Um other than that, I'm I'm locked in. I'm ready to get ready to win some money this week. Cool. Hey. Well, you can also uh, you can also catch us, my guys sports. Uh, that's with the Z, my guys underscore sports on Instagram, and at my guys sports on Twitter. I'm B Spurl. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Spurl Online. And uh, where can they find you at, Rich? Uh, at Moneyline Rich on IG. At Moneyline Rich uh, on Twitter. Check us out. Win some money this week. Hey, feel free to reach out. You know, um, like I said, we're here and and we're transparent and uh, we'll teach you guys through the process. Hey, there we go. And let's uh, let's go ahead and get back on track with a with another winning week. Hey, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening to All Bets In, episode eight, week eight of uh, with my guys sports. See y'all later. All right, later. Cash those tickets. Thanks for tuning in to All Bets In with My Guy Sports. With My Guy Sports. Check us out next time and remember to bet responsibly.